Welcome back to another episode of Hockey 24-7. As the name implies, we talk hockey 24-7, or for the duration of this podcast. And it revolves around the sport in South Africa and beyond, but particularly in South Africa. As always, I've got my partner in crime, the man who knows everything there is to know about hockey in the country, a lot more than me and a lot more than you. It is Tyron Jabu Barnard. Tyron, hello again. Hey, D, it sounds like we, uh, feels like we're starting to get used to this now. Uh, yeah, 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 I, I agree. It's uh, it's getting there slowly but surely, and the popularity is uh, picking up. It's uh, great to hear from the the folks that uh, have been listening. And uh, if you do want to give feedback, uh, you can drop me a line, uh, ra- info at radar.media. That's on email. Uh, but more importantly, I think Twitter is the way to go about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, either via at Tyron Bonnard or obviously at the Hockey Twenty Four Seven account. So we've got two, the at Hockey247SA, uh, and that's 24 the number, 7 the word, or at AT Jabu for the good old all things Jabu name. There we go. So uh, as is always the case, uh, the show revolves around a great guest, and boy, do we have a good one uh, today, Tyron. Yeah, I think this guest, uh, we could interview her for two different professions completely, and both of them should be completely adept at answering she is someone whose face you might know, you might not know too well, because it's always behind a mask. <laughs> uh, it is the one and only Pumalela Mbanda. Pumalela, hi, how are you doing? I'm very good, thanks for you. We are terrific, thank you so much. So, uh, yeah, Tyron gave you a bit of an intro, but yeah, tell us a bit more about yourself. Uh, your likes, your ones, your need. No, I'm kidding. Uh, just uh, yeah, <laughs> in terms of a hockey capacity. Uh, how long you been playing for, and uh, yeah, how, for the South African team, of course, you, you represent. Um, and as Tyron mentioned, you're a goalie, but uh, how many years have people been seeing you on the field? Yeah, so um, I started playing hockey when I was 10 years old. Um, I was in grade five, and yeah, hockey was the winter sport at my junior school. Um, and yeah, I played throughout, um, went all the way to high school, and I think I guess the better I got at it, the more I wanted to play. Um, and I made my first national squad when I was in grade 10. I um, made SEN 16 that year. And then, yeah, it was an awesome journey from there. Um, I made the senior national squad in 2013. I got my first cap in Cape Town, favorite stadium in the country, by the way, um, at Hockey Vale. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, I've been involved in the national setup since then. I took a little bit of a sabbatical for about a year and a bit just to focus on my studies a bit. And then, yeah, I've been playing for the most part of that period. All right, fantastic. So I think because this is a hockey podcast, we should start with your career. Uh, about a month or so back, you received the news that you had passed your second board exam and you are merely hours away from being registered as a chartered accountant. Um, yeah. How? How how do you manage to <laughs> keep a hockey career and a chartered accountant career going at the same time? Um, Karen, I think I've just, for the most part, I've been really fortunate to be surrounded by um, people who really want me to succeed. Um, I mean, I couldn't have done it without the support structures that I have in my life um, from my mom and my brothers in terms of family, um, the coaches that I've worked with, um, high school, from high school to varsity at Tuck, 
the lecturers that I worked with and now um, my managers and partners at work. Um, I don't know very many professional firms that will let you um, take six weeks of leave at a go to go play hockey somewhere um, with still with pay um, without forcing you to take annual leave or unpaid leave. Um, so I think that just speaks a lot to the type of people that I've been surrounded with. Um, a big part of it has come with a lot of sacrifice. If you ask anyone who knows me from my varsity days, I'll be the first to admit that it wasn't the greatest of times, just in terms of the amount of stress and constant panic and constant catch-up. Um, but it's been it's been a wonderful journey, and I'm so, so grateful for all the lessons learned because a lot of the, I want to say hustle, for lack of a better, better word, but a lot of the hustling I did in varsity is coming in really handy now at work because um, the long hours are just a part and parcel of my life, really. <laughs> I think that's a fabulous way to describe it, Pumalela, in terms of the hustle. And I think you are selling yourself short in terms of the many hours that you put in uh, to be able to be a, a fantastic hockey player and B, a fantastic professional um, in the grander scheme of things. And I mean, as Tyron mentioned, when it just comes to the job itself, I mean, the learning that that takes, uh, I mean, it's insurmountable. Um, yet you look at hockey and the you don't get much support structures uh, in the sport. I mean, everyone knows the financial restraints that hockey players are under. And then to still be able yeah. to cope on top of that and be able to, to become a CA, um, yeah, congratulations. Thank you very much. Um have super, super blessed. Um, and I hope I will manage to keep it going for a little bit longer. Yes, I'll tell you what, if, if you do, there's this uh, certain competition that uh, SICA, the, the, the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, uh, run. Mm that uh, I will be happy to be nominating you for. So so don't don't quit on me just yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do have every intention to hang on. Let's just hope <laughs> the universe lets it play out. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Look, Pums, I think, uh, you know, I, I, we, we've been uh, friends for a bit of a while now, and I've seen your work ethic, and listen, I know that uh, coming home from work 10, 11 o'clock at night is difficult Yet somehow you're back up the next morning at five o'clock for gym. Um, yeah. Uh, at least your selfies say you go to gym. I don't know if you actually do gym <laughs> or if you just spray water on your face, but um, how, how, where does that discipline come from? Because so many people don't have that. Um, yo, <laughs> some, some mornings I'm just like, why am I doing this to myself? Um, I think, Tyron, a lot of it just has a lot to do with um, the desire and knowing what it's going to take. Um, I really, really, I want to be the best player that I can be. Um, looking at how little time I feel like I have now and how little time I felt like I had in varsity, I now realize that I can always push harder than I think I can. Um, and I know, I know that sounds so cliche, but I, I can't, I always, whenever I'm around, because I still play at Tux, I'm always around the Tux students. And I always like, almost want to bash them, their heads in to be like, guys, you have, you're so fortunate to, to have the amount of time that you have to just train and to just push yourself. Um, so I just think where I'm at now, it's, it's knowing that if I don't do it, I'm not going to get better. If I don't do it, I'm not going to achieve what I'm trying to achieve. 
Um, so I don't know, you, you, you get up and you get it done. Um, I think much like when you know you've got a working paper to sort out before the next day at work, you just, you have to do it. It's, it's not going to do it itself. And also the one thing I don't want to do um, is to get to a point in my career now where I feel like I let myself down because I just didn't put in enough hours in the time building up to whatever event I'm going to be taking part in, be it an ICT or PHL or an international tournament. So I really just want to give myself the best, best chance that I absolutely can um, and just, yeah, leave it all out there. Bumalela, the one thing that gets me, though, is that uh, CAs are, are generally smart people, but um, why a goalkeeper? I mean, the maddest people <laughs> I've ever met are goalies. Uh, we're, what, we're what, actually... what, in what realm would you want <laughs> to be in goals to face balls that are coming at you nonstop at speeds, at ridiculous speeds. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, that's what I say about field outfield players. I, honestly, that's the one position. That the goalkeeper position is the one position that makes a lot of sense to me because the chances of us getting like you have to do something wrong as a goalkeeper to not get hurt. I mean, to actually get hurt. Like you, you have to not move your hand in time or to try. To Flint and then you accidentally get hit. If you do everything you're supposed to do, you're going to be fine. Whereas field players, I'm like, you, someone can swing their stick wrong, you cannot react in time, and like, just the whole concept of going into a tackle just it doesn't make sense to me. So I hear what everyone says that everyone's aiming at us, but I'm like, no, guys, we, we're completely protected. I'll never forget my first introduction to hockey uh, back during my school days. I, I played a lot of rugby and um, the the first team were always required to go and support the, the hockey girls and likewise they'd support the rugby guys. And you had these big rugger buggers. We'd go down to the field. I mean, we used to play week in, week out, always be buggered up uh, in matches, come off the field bleeding, etc. You know how rugby works. And we went to go yeah. watch a hockey game. And I'll never forget one of the players, she hit the ball and the ball rolled up her stick and it hit her in the face. And every single oh. rugby guy um, almost, they winced, held their faces and we all walked <laughs> away. Yeah, the, the supposedly yeah. toughest sportsman there uh, just quickly yeah. disappeared because they said, no, yeah. th- this sport's too tough for us. It is too much. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. I whenever I'm not in kids, I, I 100% flinch. Like, I don't even, there's, Clubs often have things called summer league where you play mini games. Or I don't. I've never even been to a tuck summer league, and I've been a tuck. I think it's my eighth year. Um, I just. I'm not about that life. I. I'm good with the kit. I'm happy with the kit. It's the best way forward. Yeah, great. <laughs> you know, I actually have a similar similar story to Derek in the sense that I actually was playing hockey and and the rugby guys decided they wanted to call it uh, that good old name of Morfstock. And uh, being a fairly big guy myself, uh, as you know, I said, well, let's check. Let's each tackle each other once, and then let's each shoot one shot at each other in goals, and let's see who comes off Mm -hmm. better off. I can tell you after that, it was never called Mothstock again. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Sure. So, uh, Pums, I think uh, I wanted to dive a little bit in – you know, being a goalkeeper at international hockey is actually, it's one of the craziest things. It's a, it's the same in soccer and football. Mm. Uh, a goalkeeper can be on the bench for 100 caps and only get mm. 10. And yeah. Uh, yeah. before you were the number one, which uh, which you were for the, the, the back end of Sheldon Rostron's uh, reign, you were mm. 
quite often the number two and in fact went on mm. a few tours where you didn't even play a game. How do you keep yeah. yourself motivated in that? Because it's a very different psyche for a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, look, Karen, I think that is one of the toughest parts of being a goalkeeper, actually. To know, to be a team player, even when you feel like it should be about me in the moment. Um, you sort of have to take it on the chin and keep going and be happy for the team and be the supportive one and you must bring the water bottle for everyone. Um, so I think I was fortunate in that I started out on the side really young. Um, and I started out playing with a goalkeeper that I aspired to be like long before I even thought I could make the national side. Um, Sonani played in the national team. I think she was a junior at the time. Um, I was in grade seven and she was first year varsity when she first coached me. Um, so you can imagine my awe and I don't know, my, my excitement when I finally got to be in a side with her. Um, so when, when I first got, when I got to my first national camp with her, I just chatted to her for a little bit just to ask for advice. And the one thing she said was, um, I should never be comfortable with being her number two. So I should always be looking to challenge her and her position. And at the time, it was the most bizarre thing I'd ever heard because I was like, girl, do you know who you are? Like, I've looked up to you since I was a little girl. So for you to be saying that to me seems a little bit outrageous. Um, but you have to go back to, to your question. When I first made the side, I was just there to get experience. I was just there to, to be involved in the squad. And if I, if I, I remember even when I got, got my first cap, it took a couple of, moments for, for me to actually get up and acknowledge what Giles was saying because I, I didn't actually expect to get game time um, at the time because it was my first camp. So I think after that first bit, the first period where I, I started getting involved, more involved in the squad, I got call-ups call to more than one camp. Um, then I started being like, okay, maybe maybe this is actually a thing. Um, when I started out, I'd been very involved with the Etienne Pini one side. So I saw myself as someone who was there to learn and to take that knowledge and go, I don't know, be great with the under-21 under goals. And after that process ended, then I started being like, okay, it would be really cool to get game time now. Um, but I think because of that, because of the way I was introduced into the side, initially I was very, I don't want to say okay with being number two, but I didn't expect much more than that. Like I was just trying to get the experience and game um, and game time experience and gain as much knowledge as I could. Um, and it was only towards, I don't know, maybe 2014, 2015, that I genuinely felt like I was in a position to start challenging um, Sunani and maybe even the other, the, I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily think I had too big a, I don't say, I want to say this correctly. <laughs> I'm trying to be, to not say inappropriate things um, or not, to not come across the incorrect way. But let me put it to say that Sunani was always my, my biggest competition in my head. So I was always just trying to beat her because she was number one at the time. Um, and with anyone else, it was more more likely than not someone that I'd been playing with since I was younger. And I, I thought I said well against them. Um, so, yeah, it, it was tough. Um, especially towards the end, um, towards the end of Sonani's career, especially because that's when I didn't 
get a call up for the 2014 team, 2014 World Cup and Commonwealth Games. I took a huge knock then. Um, I really, really struggled with that. And it actually affected me for a couple of years going forward. It took a lot to get come back from it. Um, but once I figured myself out, once I, I could navigate the spaces correctly and I knew what I was working toward, towards, it got a lot better. No, absolutely. And, and look, uh, subsequent to that, you're now on 35 test caps and mm-hmm. it would be remiss of me not to at least talk about test cap number 35. <laughs> we had, uh, unfortunately, let's not talk about test cap 34 at all. But in Test Cap 35, <laughs> we took on Argentina. We were a team feeling pretty deflated. Argentina, one of the favourites to win the tournament. And then yeah. the world, if they didn't know the name Pumalela Mbanda, and some of them still probably can't pronounce it, so they'll say Pums yeah. or Pumi, Pumi yeah. and Bandy. Um, <laughs> they all do now because you produced one of the finest hockey goalkeeping displays a South African goalkeeper has ever produced. And you did it on the biggest stage, denying shot after shot after shot from from Argentina. How how did that game make you feel? Um, firstly, thank you for those very very kind words, Tyron. Um, yeah, hands down, the best game of my life. Um, I think that day and getting my APC results, best days of my life, like ever ever. Like even if. I would have a great moment in future. Those two will definitely be top two. Um, yeah, I don't know. For, for for me as a goalkeeper, I always feed off of my first action in the game. Um, so like in warm-up, I try to focus as much as I can, of course, but warm-up doesn't always mean much. It's always what I do with my first save. And if my first save is good, then the next one I'm going to be good at and then the next one and the next one. And I think with that game, I kept having moment after moment after moment and that allowed for me to then keep going and keep the momentum going. Um, and I think just realizing what was happening in that game, like when, when Jade scored her goal, all of a sudden it was like a light was, I don't know, ignited in me because in my head I was like, could you really, really actually beat Argentina after the knock that we'd taken the, the day before? I mean, the game before. Um, obviously, as a, as a team, we were all, as you mentioned, quite deflated. Um, and it was just our last moment to be like, we do we do deserve to be here. We, we have worked hard to be here. We've let ourselves down in, in games before, but this is our last chance and we've got absolutely nothing to lose. Um, if I could, I don't know, hold on to that moment and use that, that fire and that excitement and, I don't know, whatever else, um, in all my games going forward, it would be very, very great because I, I, I can't compare that feeling to anything in the world. Pumalela, here's an extremely loaded question. You spoke about your 35 test caps and the performance in the 35th one and uh, also achieving your CA, doing incredibly well there, earning your first test cap, um, taking over from Sanani. Uh, so far in your young career, what's uh, been your highlight? And I use that all-encompassing, not just on the hockey field. <laughs> all-encompassing, your, your <laughs> that's, that's such a tough one. Um, Told you we'd put you on the I, spot. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly want to say the Argentina game. Lovely. 
because I think that game came with affirmation that I really, really needed at the time. Um, it, it, it came after a number of years of self-doubt and self-doubt that I think was maybe planted without, like, I don't want to say planted without my knowledge, but I didn't realize what was going on in my head until it wasn't happening. Like, until the day I got a play of the match in a World Cup against World Number 3. Then I was like, geez, maybe there's a lot in you that you just haven't tapped into. And it was just, it inspired me more than I could have ever imagined. And it, yeah, like I mentioned, it, it just, it, it reaffirmed things that I was hoping for or that I was in, in the back of my head being like, you could be really good or maybe you're good or are you really as good as you think you are? That for me gave me the, the reaffirmation that I needed. That, that, I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. And, it, and it's, to me, very clear that uh, it was a newly confident Pumi that came back and was one of the voices of PFT. Mm. Um, and, yeah. And Pums, I, I mean, we, we spoke to Robin a couple of weeks back on the podcast um, yeah. about the PFT movement and how much it has my, my personal support and, and how I believe that although the progress is slow, you know, in February yeah. I was at the indoor RPT and more and mm. more positive conversation around transformation uh, was yeah. happening, which had not happened as much in the past. So I think, yeah. I think this is an absolutely great thing, but what I wanted to dive into is... How's, how have you felt? Because you are, of the players who initially stood up, you are the highest profile in terms of position in a team. How's the reaction yeah. been to you for standing up? Um, so I think I, I chatted to someone about this the other day, not so long ago, um, someone at work actually, <clears throat> who picked up on the PFT story on Twitter. Um, and she asked me about it. And I said, I think the most heartbreaking or the toughest, the toughest part of the whole movement or since, since we started the whole process in August last year has been the reaction that I've gotten from some teammates, not national teammates necessarily, but like hockey teammates in general um, that I thought were friends and that I thought would be happy to have open discussion around and what we are about um, it's been really sad it's been it, it, for a long time getting those reactions I don't know if you'll remember but just after um, PFT went public because for a long time we weren't public but just after we went public there was a short December camp in Johannesburg for the national side and that that environment for those two days that I was there for even two days I don't know if it was just my perception because I was aware of what everyone was talking about, but not to my face, but that felt very, very uncomfortable. Um, and for the first time, I think the real magnitude of PFT and what was going to happen that day and the phone call that I got from Sheldon, those two were, I think, moments where I'll look back and I'll say those are my lowest points um, in this whole process. Um, but also having said that, there's some teammates and some um, people in the hockey fraternity that have, been, that have been really, really supportive and that have really um, 
shown their support, maybe not necessarily in retreating or, I don't know, commenting on Facebook or whatever, but in, in, like having discussions on my behalf. So people who've spoken to me and who understand what I'm saying, who then tried to spread the word to people who haven't maybe been brave enough or felt the need to come speak to me directly or to any other member of the PFT because, I mean, it's, there's, there's plenty of people and we're all very different people. So I don't think that the, the, re, the reason for not speaking to any of us can ever be that we are all unapproachable. Um, every person who's been involved has said over and over again, we're so happy to have a conversation. It's not about wanting handouts. We, <laughs> the movement is so much bigger than us as individuals. Um, and to, for people to really get that and for people to really understand that actually this will benefit hockey as a whole. We, we're trying to grow the sport. We're trying to not limit it to the few individuals that have um, a vested interest in it at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'm hopeful that it would get be- it will get better. And I think as time goes on and as, as we normalize discussions around transformation, um, it will get easier. I just think at the moment it's still a little bit of a sensitive topic because it's that thing we used to talk about, but we chatted about it in the hotel room when we were all chilling as opposed to a team having an open discussion about transformation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think, as you know, you and I have had a couple of offline discussions uh, regarding yeah. regarding my views and my stance. And, and to put it out there, I'm a, I'm a full supporter of transformation. Um, yeah. I really want to see a a transformed sport. And at the end of the day, I want to see a national team representing South Africa going out there and doing fantastically well. Um, yeah. I really think it took... It, what was what was beautiful to see was about a month back. I remember seeing uh, Marissa Langeni, the CEO of SA Hockey, was being interviewed on SABC News, and uh, I remember her saying just how impressed she was that players themselves, active current players, mm. had stood up, and and mm. without fear for for what could happen. I mean, as you said, you've played thirty five Test caps. There was no fear mm. that uh, you would not get selected again. You went for what's right, and I think that's a hallmark of what makes South Africa great is people who are willing to to do that. So, so don't lose steam on that either. You you know, keep it running. CA, PFT, hockey, all of it going at at the same time. And uh, whenever you want to chat about it, you're welcome to come onto the podcast and and have a chat about it. Thank you, Tyron. Um, a big part of what we've tried to do as PFT and what we're still trying to do, I've lies with the support that we can get from the people around us. Um, we can only do so much. And I, I, I actually said this to another guy who interviewed me the other day, that one of our biggest, like, I don't know, one of the things that we, we panicked about the most in the way we ran things before we were in public was that we obviously have never wanted to bring Saha into disrepute. We've never wanted to draw any negative attention towards um, the association. Um, and to have media support that allows us to speak about what we're trying to speak about, but not to attack South African hockey, but to inform people is honest. It's the best thing we could ask for and the best type of support we could ask for because the more we can spread our message and, and I want to say plant seeds in multiple locations and wherever people are and 
have them spreading the word, then the, I, I guess the quicker or the, the easier and the better the, the, the transition will be to an eventually transform South African hockey. Um, so we, on behalf of PFT, we are grateful for the support that you are giving us in whatever form. Pumalela, what does the future hold for you? Uh, you spoke about the 35th Test Cap match being affirmation that, that you do certainly belong. I'm sure there are many others that uh, felt that way way earlier in your career. Um, but I can imagine that has spurred you on to, to make a good fist of, of your hockey career. Uh, but of course, as we mentioned numerous times, you've also got a professional career now that you're going to have to juggle. Um, what does 2019 and beyond have in store? Um, sure. So this is a question I keep getting asked about. <laughs> and I keep being like, guys, I don't want to talk about it because it, I don't think it lies in my hands, really. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, I think I'm at a point now where I'm being spread quite thin <laughs> in all aspects, like both hockey and, um, and work. But I think, as I mentioned earlier, I've got people who really do want me to succeed at it. So... Ideally, I'd like to stay involved in the national team and I'd like to keep playing hockey at the most competitive level. Um, but I'm very aware of the fact that there are, there may be constraints later that may not necessarily be in my control. Um, so, for example, if I can't make however many camps in the year there are and the national coach says, listen, time out, um, I would be heartbroken and I would try my utmost best to, to remedy the situation and try to attend as much as I can. But if that call is made for me, then I'll have to be out. But if it's, if it's in my hands, I will continue playing for the next 10 years. <laughs> um, and again, work is, is a consideration. So once you qualify as a CA and hire an there's plenty of opportunity to go overseas um, and work at one of the other firms like a PwC in America or Netherlands or whatever and those conversations have come up at work and I've just been like guys no <laughs> like I want to play hockey I want to focus on my hockey I want to push myself as far as I can and God willing universe willing I want to make the Tokyo side and I want South African hockey to go to Tokyo and I want us to do great um, but that obviously also doesn't just lie in my hands so if I have things my way, I'll be playing at least for the next five years. But I'd like to go to 2020 and I'd like to make the 2022 side for the Commonwealth Games and the World Cup. Fantastic. And if you go to those, we will definitely be telling the story. So, uh, Pums, uh, as, we, as we wrap this up, uh, something we do here on Hockey 24-7 is we give every guest a one-question sports quiz. Um, okay. So your question is coming up. I will probably get it wrong because I'm useless at sports. <laughs> it's okay. So far in our first few episodes, uh, I think we got two. Two have so far answered it correctly. Yeah, they're, they're not easy, but uh, we're, okay. impressed. we're impressed that two managed to get it right. So uh, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the question that Tyron's going to pose to you. And, and I, I'll tell you what, I had a question for you, which I'm going to post to you afterwards. It won't be the official one, but let's see which <laughs> one's tougher. But this will count as the, yeah. the official one. Right, so in your second test match for South Africa, you conceded your first ever goal. Do you know who scored it? Marcia Palmer? 
According to FIH, that's not correct. According Can I take a second guess? Okay. Um, I can guess it. I want to guess the team, though, not the player. Okay, that's for like point two of a, a mark. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even know if it's right. Um, was it against Australia? It wasn't. Hi. According then I to, don't know. <laughs> according to TMS, it was against Kenya. Kenya. <laughs> and it was Jacqueline Zhao. Okay, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> okay, d- let, let, let's try my question. I, okay. think, I think if you get it right, we're changing tack a little bit because this is very tough. I want to know okay. who was the 2016 Under-23 Player of the Year in Argentina. Um, 2016. Yeah, and the reason I'm asking is because it is connected to you somehow. It's not just some random name that I just picked out. And, and um, I'll give you, no, and I'll give you another clue. It's in a very similar <laughs> questioning line as what Tyron gave you. Okay. So yeah, 2016 under 23 um, player of the year in Argentina. Who was it? So it's obviously someone who scored a goal against me. <laughs> and there aren't many of those. Um, <laughs> um, the thing is, it can't be um, Augustine. It was it a- was Maria Granato. And she was the oh, only wow. one that found the back of the net against you against me. in yeah. your 35th match for South Africa. So, so, so she's so a special I player. So I knew Granata had been, had been the one to go against me, but I didn't think she had gotten, I suppose that's really silly of me, but I didn't think she'd gotten that kind of recognition in Argentina in 2016 already. Well, so, well there we go. I mean, that just proves uh, <laughs> the goal that you let in didn't come from uh, Mickey Mouse play. It came from a proper future yeah. superstar. But unfortunately, yeah, it means we yeah. can't give you more brackets after your CASA. <laughs> you miss out on the Hockey 24-7 bracket. <laughs> But uh, you don't miss out on lighting up a hockey field and, and making many, many kids want to play the game of hockey. That uh, 35th cap will be a match spoken about for years and years to come. But obviously your career is so much more than that. Booms, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for always taking the time to chat to me, uh, both for the podcast and elsewhere. Good luck. Uh, I know that uh, the rest of this year will be a, a challenging one. But we look forward to supporting you in the Open Series final as you and the South African ladies go and qualify us for the Olympic Games. Thank you so much, Tyron and Derek. Thank you for the support. Um, And yeah, I'm always happy to join you guys. This has been awesome. I love chats like this. It's not as stressful as some of the other chats I've had. (laughs) Oh, oh, we're glad to hear it. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, Pamela. And uh, yeah, best of luck for 2019. And uh, as much as we wish you the the best of success in the boardrooms of uh, the world, uh, we hope that's not too good and that they take you away from the hockey field that you love so much and that we love uh, witnessing you on. Thank you so much, Derek. Um, Yeah, we'll hopefully chat soon again. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.